Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Chad Prather Show, audio only. We are getting to the point with today's headlines. It is Monday, February 5th. Uh, February. Happy February. Happy birthday, black people. Uh, I want to talk to you about a few different things here today. First of all, Texas fixed the problem at the southern border. It's amazing what it, what we're seeing. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share with you an amazing statistic. Joe Biden, Lloyd Austin, they fight a weird way. I can't quite figure out what it is they're doing in response to this Iranian drone attack. Maybe you can help me out with that. Oh, good news. Violent illegals are now free. They can move about the country, so pass the memo. And our Defense Department, well, I'm going to share a priority that they have right now that's a weird one. It's a weird one, guys. Uh, Where do we go from here? You know, Joe Biden has consistently said that if we would just give him more power, that he could do something about the southern border. Well, there's a couple of things to unpack there. One, at least the Biden administration is now finally admitting after years of saying there was no problem at the southern border and the southern border was secure, at least now they are admitting there is a crisis. But old Dementia Joe, you know, look, I'm sitting here recording this naked in a lawn chair. Uh, Joe is somewhere in a diaper, depends, wearing, you know, Leather loafers licking a window waiting on his chocolate, chocolate, chocolate chip ice cream cone, chanting about needing more power. But if he had just learned from his predecessor, old Barry Obama, he would know that all he needs is a phone, a pen. He can get anything he wants done. Joe knows that, or at least he knew that when he still had some cognizance of memory. On the day he took office, January 20th, 2021, Joe Biden passed a lot of executive orders. One of those is he reversed the emergency crisis at the southern border, which was a Trump-era order that had a lot of things under control. And it caused a flood of illegals into our system and illegal border crossings. Now, we tend to call them migrants. I don't like that phrase because we're not dealing with the same thing. We, we, we used to have border crossers that were migrants. They would come, they would work seasonally, and they would go back home. This is not what we're dealing with anymore. The folks that are coming here, they're coming here to stay. They're being brought here. Fundamentally, strategically, they are being brought here. Just this week, Alejandro Mayorkas, the head of Homeland Security, said, we want more migrants. More migrants will actually help stave off the crisis. The reason they're saying that is they want mass Amnesty. That's what they want to do. They're bringing in voters. We're not even hiding it anymore. We're not even dancing around the issue. We're not even trying to be diplomatic or, or using speak. They're just bringing in voters. They are replacing any chance of any opportunity that a conservative or a Republican will ever sit in the White House ever again. That is the goal. That is what they're doing. And when that happens, this nation will crumble. The whole of America will look like Chicago and Baltimore and Seattle. It will look like Pick a city in California. That's what it's going to look like. It's going to look like New York City. It's going to be rampant crime. It's going to be lawlessness. It is going to be people who do not share your values. The, The values are out the window. You can forget that. This is what the left wants. The left is strategically crashing the plane. This is this is the Barack Obama plan of bringing down America, bringing America down to the point where they are mediocre. And mediocrity is the thing because we don't believe in American exceptionalism anymore. And Joe Biden is the puppet. Joe Biden is the one that they simply have all the control over. They have so many things on Joe Biden, not the least of which is his son, but we we won't get into that point right now. 
But Joe Biden is about to look really bad. In fact, he, he already does. But the folks who are paying attention, this guy, he's already got a 37% approval rating, which is the lowest rating that a president in modern history has ever had. So this guy, he's historical already. But now he looks really bad because Texas has now proven that Joe Biden could have stopped the border crisis anytime he wants to. This is what happens when you have border defense. This is what you have when you have a state that cares, when a governor that gives a shit, and he says no more people are going to come across here. We're going to put as many deterrents up here as we can. Now, the federal government has fought back against Texas. We've already talked about this. We saw what the Supreme Court did, saying the federal government could come in and move the razor wire if the razor wire was in the way. The governor, the lieutenant governor as well, have all said here in Texas, we, we got plenty of razor wire, we'll just keep putting it up. But here's the statistics that are going to blow your mind. Basically, illegal crossings at the southern border of Texas have stopped. In the last month, in the last month, 72% of all border crossings, illegal border crossings, were in Arizona and California. They weren't happening in Texas. It's amazing what a little deterrent will do. Not only a little deterrent, but a little determination. So what's happening, 32,809 illegal immigrants crossed over. They were apprehended at the southern border. 23,576 of them were in Arizona and California. The numbers at the Del Rio sector, which of course... Includes Eagle Pass, the place which has been a major wide open door. Those numbers have fallen off. So in December, that sector was seeing 3,000 to 4,000 illegal crossings a day. Well, last week, particularly the last week of January, get this number, averaged around just 200. I, I didn't stutter. It went from 3,000 to 4,000 down to 200. Now, that happened for two different reasons. It happened for two different reasons. One, because Texas locked things down. And then, of course, Mexico has increased its enforcement against the migrants arriving in uh, Coahuila uh, following Antony Blinken's visit to Mexico in December. So now Mexico has been stopping the migrants from getting on the trains. And, and instead of going to the northern border, uh, they've moved them down to the southern border following that meeting. So that's a good thing. But Texas locked things down. And those two things working together. So it's amazing what a state can do with a little determination and power. And it's amazing what you can do with just a little bit of negotiation on the part of the federal government with the country that these people are walking through to get to our southern border. But they're all moving over to Arizona and California, which, again, the border's wide open in places like that because they want, they want, you know, California, my God, I don't even know what to say. In, that, in a situation like that. But it proves that Joe Biden could have done this all along. They could have shut the border down at any time they wanted to. So whenever you see Joe Biden giving his little, you know, soundbite interviews, mm, remind old Joe, you could have done this, dude. Little, little concertina wire. You know, concertina wire by any other name is still just razor wire, but here we go. I don't understand the... U.S. launching a strike in Iraq and Syria. Now, they're saying 36. They, you know, the news media loves to say nearly 40 reported killed. I'm seeing where there was 36. There's no nearly human beings. If they, if they were killed, they were killed. Of course, that's the reports that are coming in from Iraq and from Syria. Particularly, that was the number in Iraq. Um, but here's my question. 
Here's my question. So the drone strike, which tragically killed three American soldiers, was backed by Iran. Now, Iraq has filed a protest, and I can sort of understand why, because this is sort of like you're married to a woman who, who likes to nag you all the time and gives you a hard time and makes your life miserable, and you go off and slap her sister. Like I like I can't figure out. Iraq has basically said, "Hey, we don't want to be the we don't want to be the place where you guys settle your battles." So we know that there are Iranian advisors that advise things that are going on in Syria and in Iraq. And Iraq's basically saying, "Listen, it was Iran. Why don't you go to Iran and, and bomb them? You're bombing Iraq. You're bombing Syria. They weren't the ones who were behind. It's almost like 9/11 in a sense in that." George W., you know, we have Saudi Arabian interests and people who are flying airplanes into towers, and then what do we do? We go to Iraq, settle, settle daddy's grievances. But here we are doing this once again. Why don't we go to the heart of Iran? Now, I'm not a warmonger, and I understand the Biden administration, their whole, you know, spineless, weak need response is basically we don't want to escalate things. Uh, so let's just let's just go out and bomb a whole random other country. And I understand there are those of you who know far more about this than I do, and you will tell me the geopolitics and all the things as to why Iraq or Syria was a critical, crucial target. But was it was it really? Come on. So I, I'm sort of looking at Iraq, going, yeah, you, you're you're the ones getting a smackdown. Syria's getting slapped in the face when Iran was the one who did it all. Those strikes, which included the use of long-range B-1 bombers flown from the United States, were the first in response to the attack last week in Jordan by Iran-backed militants, and more U.S. military operations are expected in the coming days. This is from Reuters. The strikes intensified a conflict that has spread into the region since war erupted between Israel and Hamas after the militant Palestinian group's deadly assault on Israel October 7th. Um, so... Someone help me understand that. Maybe you can go to where podcasts are offered, leave a rating and review, and then after your five stars rating, you can leave me a review and tell me why Iraq needs to be bombed. Uh, That's that's interesting to me. So apparently 36 were killed in Iraq, 23 killed in Syria, uh, but they're the ones giving the number, so so who knows? Who knows? Uh, uh, Pentagon said it doesn't want war with Iran. Uh, doesn't believe Tehran wants war either, even as Republican pressure has increased on U.S. President Joe Biden to deal a blow directly. I won't say that uh, Mitch McConnell and Lindsey Graham are necessarily Republican pressure, but but here we are. Here we are. Oh, man. Um, <clears throat> you saw the video. You saw the video of the illegals who attacked the New York police officers. They're in Times Square. They were at, four of them were apprehended. They were immediately released on bail. Thank you, Alvin Bragg, that piece of garbage. People who have no interest in not only American interests or New York's interests or the citizens of New York's interests, but they're certainly not showing a very strong support of the NYPD, which is amazing to me. They released these four without bail. They released them on their own recognizance. And what did you see? You saw as they walked out of the courtroom, as they walked out of jail, they were released. 
and the smug arrogance on their faces, wearing their, you know, Lakers shirt and their, you know, branded apparel, flipping the bird. That is their attitude towards American justice, the American justice system, and the American rule of law. That's their attitude. They don't care. The smug look that says, we can get away with whatever we want to get away with. Because that's, again, that's a culture they're coming out of. They got away with, you know, if they want to beat the shit out of somebody or cut their arm off with a machete or anything else you want to do, you could do that in some of these places where these folks are coming from. This They're not sending the best of the best. These will not ever be thought leaders. These will never be captains of industry. These will never be people who provoke you to be, you know, a, a, an entrepreneur or successful. They're not going to come in here and write books on how to, how to make your life better. N- not a single person walking across that border who's beating up a New York Police Department officer who is who is ganging up on them. None, none of those people are going to bring any value to society at any given time in the future. They're not going to. And to walk out and basically flip the bird. They, they're doing that to the American justice system. They're doing that to the American people. They're saying, we're here. We intend to stay. We do not intend to become like you, and we don't care if you like it or not. Here's my middle finger. Now, here's the problem. Three of those four have now apparently fled towards California. That's right. They had a March 4th date to return back to court. They released without bail a March 4th date to appear. Now, the same as any time an illegal comes across the border and they're given a date to appear for an asylum hearing or anything else. Do you think they come back? They don't come back. By and large, they do not come back. Do you think these four men are going to come back on March 4th. They're not coming back. Three of them have already gone to California. Now, here's the problem. Let's say police in St. Louis were to intercept these men on their way, on their trek to California, their, their flight from justice, if you will. Do you realize that they could not apprehend them? They could not arrest them? They have no legal grounds to arrest them now and bring them back to New York. You know why? Because they were released on their own recognizance. There's no charge against them. They're not out on bail. They're not fleeing bail. They are free to move about the country. Uh, This should absolutely piss you off. Uh, They can't arrest them. This is a crazy world we're living in. Uh, (laughs) They just jumped on a bus and headed to California. They beat up New York cops, get out without bail, without any accusation, without any ramifications, without any consequences. Thank you. Thank you to, uh, to New York's justice system. They'll go after Trump, boy, with the, with the razor-sharp fangs of every legal system they can come up with. But these guys are not going to do it. Police in New York ought to be pissed off. There ought to be a mass exodus from the job. Not going to report. If our DA, if our justice system, if our courts are not going to back up, those who put a badge on their chest every day, kiss their families goodbye and go out into the streets of New York and pray that they just get to come home alive or safe at the end of a shift, if the Justice Department of New York City is not going to back them up, it's time to mass exodus away. Let them have it. Let them have it. 
uh, this, uh, this, this should piss you off. I mean, it really should. Um, gosh, the, uh, you know, the representative for New York police, he said, now, normally we probably wouldn't even be talking about this because the U S marshals and detectives would be waiting for them in St. Louis, but they were released on their own recognizance. And that means police have nothing to arrest them on, on the assumption, which they have to operate on that they'll be back March 4th for their court date. Can't do it. Can't do it. Oh, man. And the, the let, let's, you know, let talk about our crazy world, and then we'll wind this up. Ah, uh, the Defense Department. You would think that the DOD would have their hands full. I mean, you got war in Russia and Ukraine. That's continuing to go on, never ending. You got Israel and Hamas. China is consistently making its threats in regards to reunification with Taiwan. Um, we just bombed the shit out of Iraq and Syria. You would think the Defense Department would be concerned about those things. And they are. They're concerned about terrorism. They are concerned suddenly about terrorism. Oh, that's good news, right? We should be concerned about it. But, but here's the thing. You know what they're worried about? They're worried about homegrown terrorists. The right-wing kind. That's right. This is from RedState.com. The DOD's Office of Special Operations Low-Intensity Conflict uh, supervises overseas special operations. Recently they, recently, they invited all office employees to hear Bruce Hoffman, a professor at Georgetown University and senior fellow at the Council on Foreign Relations, and Jacob Ware, uh, who is a research fellow at CFR, talk about their book it's entitled God, Guns, and Terrorism. Oh, you know what the book's about? Domestic right-wing extremism. Oh, it gets better, folks. Chief of staff for the SO slash LIC office is a woman. Oh, God, I'm going to slaughter this, and I really don't care. Ariane Tabatabe. Tabatabe. It just rolls off the tongue. She was recently investigated for her ties to an Iranian influence network. Oh, here, more information. Tabatabai is also a founding member of something called the Iranian Experts Initiative, which is a group of analysts who allegedly cooperated with Iran's Islamic regime to promote the official position on Iran's nuclear program in the middle of negotiations on a nuclear deal with Iran. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. That's the focus. That's who's leading the charge, folks. Ooh, um... Yeah, so that's what the DOD is focused on right now. That's right. They're they're uh, they're coming for you, folks. Let me just tell you something. After the January 6th Capitol riot, the DOD called for a review on military personnel to weed out any extremism within the ranks. They found uh, less than 100 members of the military uh, to have engaged in any extremist activities, but uh, the Department of Defense, they, they said, we're not convinced. We're going to keep on going after them. That's right. So two years later, they're still hunting down extremists in the military. They're not finding any. So again, according to Red State, the final report on a study that began in 2021 and was quietly released in December of 2023 found no evidence that the number of violent extremists in the military is disproportionate to U.S. society. Okay. That means they're a statistical non-entity, folks. But that is the focus. Don't worry about China. Don't worry about Iran. Don't worry about Hamas. Worry about Republicans. Worry about people that might vote for Donald Trump. Oh, that's right. You you MAGA extremists. You ultra MAGA. You're the ones that they need to be concerned about. 
Mm. This is a great story. Uh, you need to look this thing up. Um, yeah, it's uh, that's where our focus is, folks. That's where our focus is. And you know, I tell you, I am excited, man. I am excited that uh, to follow up on a story from last week. I'm so excited about this Super Bowl. I can't wait to watch and see how well Taylor Swift does. I, I really am excited. You know, here, here's a young white girl who um, was born into privilege. Her father actually paid a million dollars to start her career. And now here she is, man, the essence of white privilege right in the middle of Black History Month, influencing the election, endorsing Joe Biden. And they say that one-fifth of the voting populace in the United States could actually be influenced and swayed by Taylor Swift. Boy, I tell you what, Black History Month, we ought to just rise up against that much white power. Yeah. Privileged young white girl, rich daddy deal. Ah, now she's a billionaire, owns seven or eight mansions around the world, private jetting everywhere, and I hear from my good buddies there in Las Vegas that her parking spot has already been reserved for the private jet right there at McCarran Airport. Yep, that's a fun world we're living in, folks. Just a little something to chew on, guys. The world's gone to hell, and we're riding, we're riding down there with it. Let's go, baby. Come on, give me a water pistol. I'm ready to storm hell. Ah, uh, folks, I want you to stay alert. I want you to stay vigilant. I want you to stay prayed up and prepared Every chance you get. Thank you for joining us on the audio only podcast. We do this on Mondays and Wednesdays, and then we get back to the video portion of our programming on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Always entertaining because you get to see my little chubby face and my double chin. It's cool. Ah, it's so cool. Uh, drop me an email, chat at the Chad Prather Show.com or visit the Chad Prather Show.com. And uh, drop your email address so that we can stay in touch with you every Friday. Check your spam folder. If you're on my email list, we send out the Friday Five, which are five quick questions, my answers, things that I'm thinking that week. Simple little one or two sentences just to kind of let you know where my headspace is. And I'd love to see you leave us a review. We are currently ranked, I think, 43 in news commentary podcasts. Not a bad number, but I'm... Let's go up there and take over. Let's let's get above, you know, Glenn Beck and Dan Bongino and Megan Kelly and and Ben Shapiro. I mean, why not? I can talk almost as fast as Ben, but I can't rap like him. God. Then again, nobody's ever given me my chance. Uh. All right, guys, go to watchchad.com. That's where all the fun stuff is. I will be doing a live show. I will be at Dosi Do with CJ and my buddy Cooper Wade. We're gonna be there in Spring, Texas on February 16th. Let's call it a Valentine's show. They're even going to serve you dinner with that show. It's going to be a different kind of show than anything I've ever done. We're going to try something out. So if you're anywhere near the North Houston area or you can get here, make your plans and come see us, see us at Dosi Do. Not a bad seat in the house. And there are a few seats left. So come on, eat some chicken fried steak with us, and then I'll be back at the Rockbox Theater bringing the boys, the Ragamuffins, with me, our first music show of the year, Fredericksburg, Texas. So more stuff to come. Check us out. Watchchad.com has the live show information that you need. And please tell your friends about this podcast. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. I want to I want to be here listening and talking and doing this podcast when the world comes to it in. Ha, ha, ha. Know in the meantime that I love you guys and I want God to richly bless you. And I will see you next time. Bye.